evil has set sail. It's all aboard for the fifth book in Ridley Pearson's best-selling series. Ridley Pearson, Kingdom Keepers, Shell Game. Wherever books and ebooks are sold. TheKingdomKeepers.com, Disney, Hyperion. listeners to our podcast jeff and rick present unpacking the power of power pack where we journey through each issue of comics that include a member of the most underrated marvel series from the 80s while drinking beer analyzing awesome and amazing adjacent adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol i am jeff and i am rick if i could random if you could random for just one hour if we could find a way to get inside each other's banter. Mm-hmm. Random banter time, buddy. Talk to me. Tell me tall tales and tantalizing tidbits of trivia today. thought I knew what that was, but then I realized I didn't, so I didn't care anymore. Perfect. <laughs> that is, that, it's a good way of living life. That is a great way of living life. What was that? Elvis Presley did a cover of it. Oh. The original artist is Joe South. Walk a walk away mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes by <clears throat> Joe South. I felt like I was walking a mile to get to you telling me what the title was. I was wait. I was waiting for you to jump on top of there. And, no, and go no. Act once, all smug, like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> once you said Elvis Presley, nah. No, I was having a conversation with somebody, and we we're talking about a friend of ours who has been going all over the country uh, with his work, mm-hmm. and he's going to different places. He's buy- buying different thing, different little magnets for, for different places. And he recently went to Graceland, and he said, I have no interest in Elvis. I have no interest in, in Graceland <laughs> until I went to Graceland. Then I was interested in Graceland. And then you were interested. There is a lot of things in life that are like that where you're like, I don't care about this, but I'm here, and this is amazing. Yeah. I want to go to Graceland. I don't really have an interest in Elvis. I want to go to Graceland. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool. Speaking of which, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there before I say something else that's more relevant. Mm. But we walked into (laughs) this. I am coming up to the end of my rotation as a supervisor, which, okay, I can make it. I can make it. Got about another month and a half. So this is all going to end. My my supervisor position is going to end at the end of March. And then I'm going to be going back into... Whatever my role is now, I don't know. They haven't told me yet. But since I've got a break and since there's nothing I'm going directly back into, I said, I'm taking a vacation. I want to take a week off and I'm going to do something. And I've been thinking about it. I've been planning it. And I have it set, completely set. I came up with an idea, explained it to my wife. She gave me permission and I bought the tickets and I'm doing this. Yeah. Solo trip bisecting the United States. I'm going to start up in Minnesota and up to Mm -hmm. North Dakota Going to go down to Louisiana, cut mm. over, and I'm going to end up in Alabama. Okay. Interesting take. There is a mess of states that I haven't found geocaches in, and there's a mess of people who live in those states that I want to meet. So, oh, nice. There we go. In Minnesota, I'm going to meet up with John and Maggie Schaefer-Hames from Married with Comics. Hey, cool. Tell them hi. I will. They're going to they're gonna drive over to the cities, as they said, which I was wondering <laughs> if that's a, if that's some kind of tick reference that I wasn't sure of or not, but they explained to me that it's a real thing. It's a colloquialism. But they're going to drive over to the, city, the cities. I am going to touch over and get to Wisconsin because got to get that state in. Yep. Touch it for a cash. Head on over to North 
Dakota, see my best friend. After I'm done there, I'm going to drive south through South Dakota and point south. I'm going to go to Kansas City in about a day or two. I'm going to meet up with John and Jerry from the Worst Comic Podcast Ever. And they're cool. going to uh, hook up with me, take me to a comic book store, and feed me some good Kansas City barbecue. Yes. Going oh, to continue nice. on south. Once again, hidden states on either side of this little highway I'm on. And going to end up over in Oklahoma, where I'm going to meet up with our buddy from the basement, Clinton Robeson. <laughs> going to be able to hang out with him for the night. After that, going to head on down, cut through Louisiana, Mississippi. I think I found a new way I'm going to go. I might cut down through Florida, cut touch into Georgia, and end up back in Alabama and hang out with Jared Albrecht from the Longbox Crusade. Nice. That's fantastic. This is going to be a geocaching podcaster extravaganza. You better believe it. I'm, I'm looking forward That's to this. Cool. This is going to be a blast. That's really cool. Yeah. Say hi to everybody for me. That's amazing. Pictures will be made. Excellent. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be enjoyable. I think it's going to be exciting. I've already been touching base with all those people. They are all down with me stopping by seeing them. I'm going to try because I've just this morning I decided to tweak my journey a little bit. And I'm going to reach out to Shag Matthews and see if maybe while I'm down cruising through that part of Florida, if he wants to see mm -hmm. me. Hoping that's going to be the case. But we shall see. That'd be very cool. Probably it's going to end up being probably about 15, 16 states. I probably need to recount now that I'm going to touch. Not bad. Couch surf or hotels or combo? Mostly hotels. Okay. Yeah. Which, fine with me. It'll work. That's <laughs> It'll awesome. Work. That'll be real. That'll be a lot of fun. That's neat. I haven't had a good solo road trip in a long time. I've always enjoyed them. Yeah. It. Cindy would be much happier if I was doing this with somebody, but mm -hmm. I didn't even bother asking you because I just didn't want to hear you say no. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I've Yeah, it's ridiculous the lack of distance that I go. I actually went outside just, today. It was wonderful. You should just leave. Just disappear for a week. See what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it would happen. I already know it would happen, which is why I don't leave. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Cindy's on board with it. She just <laughs> wants me to be careful. I'm actually looking forward to uh, hitting places and trying my best not to eat chain restaurant fast food mm -hmm. that I can have here. I'm saying that with some qualifiers because, as was pointing out to me, there's a lot of chain restaurants that I should hit down there that are local yeah, to that area. Exactly. Clinton Robeson said... He's going to take me out to a Waffle House on the next morning after I go there. And I'm like, hey, you bet. I'm down with that. <laughs> I got to go to me a Waffle House. So, yeah, I want to look for a lot more of the local fare. I would, things that I can't have here. And just really try to enjoy more of the local scene instead of, well, I'm on the road. I'll just hit a McDonald's. I'm going to try my best not to do that if I can. There's so many options that you can hit. And local things, everything. Yeah, it's and like you were saying, the local chains where you're like, yeah, they're ubiquitous here. Or there, but we don't have them here. So, yeah, that way you can kind of speak and go, oh, yeah, I would love to try that because I've heard of it. And people are like, oh, it's the best burgers or whatever, chain. I don't care what anybody says, but in Ohio, I tried that and I went to White Castle. No, thank you. You can keep it. Skyline Chili, I'll be back. <laughs> Skyline Chili is the bomb diggity. That stuff is so good. I know people that poo-hoo it, but not me. I love that stuff. I, I told my wife about it. You know what she does? She makes Cincinnati-style chili here. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary does it, too. Hillary yeah. does it. We, we do that not infrequently, and we love it. Get out the it disappears fast when we do. Get out the spaghetti and the chili. 
What? <laughs> All right. Real quick. Something else we have to mention. In my hand, I have three copies of the new Power Pack book that came out. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got the three different covers here, including I spent huh, 25 bucks on <laughs> Chase variant. Yeah. But th- these are really cool little covers. I like it. I think that this is definitely, definitely a throwback era to mid-80s writing and well, yeah. style, which I have to qualify that because it's not what you see nowadays. It's not what we're reading right now. It definitely throws back to the every book is somebody's first. We are talking about the characters and the situations like nobody knows who, what, when these people are. Mm-hmm. So some of it seems a little overkill. Some of it seems a little redundant. But at the same time, it's kind of a nice throwback to that era. Very simple, very safe, fun, and it's enjoyable. <laughs> we like Wheezy's work. We like June Brigman's art. What's not to love about it? Exactly. I'm looking forward to looking at them. I'm oh, you want one of these? Getting into those. I don't know. Maybe it might be useful for coverage in three years or something. Boy, what are you dumb up for me lately? <laughs> Not much. No, I, oh, uh, I know what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to drink some of your beer in a little bit. Well, the only, <laughs> the only way we can do that, since I took all the time for the random banter, is if you give us a two cents replay from last episode. Julie officially gets welcomed to the team by Reptile when she gets exhausted by Stryker's press conference to announce that he is gay in the most aggrandizing publicity stunt of a self-outing ever. Using this press conference as cover, the runaways sneak onto the campus grounds and immediately get caught because they want the help of Hank Pym so that they can recover their now apparently alive dinosaur old lace from whatever time or place or dimension that they magicked her corpse to after she died. Now that the the runaways asking for help goes just as politely as you would imagine that it would, two sentence replay is over, why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our power pack pick is? My pleasure, my friend. Reach into that bag and see what Santa brought you oh so many months ago. Oh Santa baby, won't you give me a beer of mine? California honey blonde ale. It is a surf trip. Uh, Why do I feel like we've had this one before? Something very similar. It's a very nice looking old wood panel wagoneer with some surfboards on it. Driving on the beach, there's a bee on a daisy, you know, collecting some pollen. There's surf in the distance and clouds and seagulls. It's a very lovely, lovely little old throwback beach trip. I like it. I know why. Everybody's going to take a trip a couple of different ways. It's also a nod to Julie and Carolina, too. California blondes. <laughs> oh, funny. Thank Neither you. one's from California, but you know. They're in California. That's Close all that enough. Oh, I got I to gotta tell you story time on this. It is good beer brings good cheer, which I like. That's nice. I am looking at this and thinking about the next book we're going to cover and say, you know, this would almost fit a lot better with the next book we're going to cover. <laughs> the next book is Surfapalooza. The next book has surfing in it, and I'm like, mm, I missed the mark on that one. But oh well, I went with the theme for this one and the last one. I really was holding on to that California kind of feeling, kids gotcha. surfing. Yeah, yeah, it just it felt right. So the kids do some surfing in this, brain surfing, and the, they're California, and they're, 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 they these hunt, some of these honeys are blonde, including Chase. California honey has been a pizza port favorite since the early days. Brewed with the addition of local California honey, this blonde ale is crisp and refreshing with a hint of sweetness and a smooth finish. We hope that you enjoy a taste of California with every sip. Cheers. Blonde ale, 4.8% ABV. This is... This is like looking through tinted water. Yeah, it's a it's a blonde ale. It is, uh, yeah, fairly transparent with a little bit of coloration to it. It's bubbly, no real head to speak of it. 
It, the scent on it is blonde ale. It's very mild. It smells like an ale. It smells yep. very light, very sweet. Yep. It seems very much like it's going to be a summertime beer. I don't know any other way to describe it besides that. <laughs> it's a summertime beer. The taste is blonde honey ale. It is flavored water, but it's good flavored mm-hmm. water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pleasant. Yeah, it there's a little bit of an aftertaste that's a little on the tartar danker kind of side of things, but in the mildest of ways. Very mild. This there is nothing but mild about this. This is easy going. This is chilling. This is sitting on a beach before or after you're surfing. Probably better after you're surfing. Probably Although after. Although yeah. with 4.8%, one of these before surfing ain't going to hurt you. I'll loosen the muscles up a bit for the ride. Yeah. No, this mm-hmm. is this is what you're sitting with your friends just just chilling on a beach. Just chilling on a beach. This is a great, it's been a warm day. Sun might be getting ready to go down in an hour or so. You're getting ready for the campfire to be going or the beach fire. Just hanging out, talking about the waves you rode. You can feel the sand in your feet. You can taste the salt in the air as you're drinking this. Yep. You really can. It is yep. It is memories of any beach you've ever been on is what this is. Yep. Uh, if you'll excuse me for a minute, I need to. I feel like I need to go slather some sunscreen on. Well, I'm not going to. I just want an excuse to drink and not talk. We are two guys who record a podcast in our basements, so we are pretty pale. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and get into our opening credits, if you please. Avengers Academy, issue number 28, June 2012, Homecoming, part two. Credits. Writer, Christos Engage. Penciler, Carl Maloyne. Inker, Jim Fern. Colorist, Chris Sotomayor. Letterer, Joe Caramanga. Editor, Bill Roseman. Featuring the same cast from last time. Giant Man, Tigra, Reptile, Striker, Metal, Hazmat, Finesse, White Tiger, Lightspeed, Nico Minori, Chase Stein, Victor Mancha, Molly Hayes, Carolina Dean, Clara Prast, and now, a little bit of old lace. This right here is why I love comic books. What? A book that shows multiple heroes finding ways to see how they all try to hero? Good art? Fun storytelling? Clip shows? One, thanks for writing my two-sentence replay for the next episode, and two, no, not that. What I'm here for are heroes playing with dinosaurs. Of course. Come on! You're in the prehistoric world with giant beasts that are extinct on our planet. Time to do the whole range of stupid stuff and find hundreds of ways to be killed that are not even considered by OSHA. Death by dinosaur, baby! When you have a point, I mean, Umberto and Metal are demonstrating this as Reptile shows his friend how awesome Devil Dino is, since they met way back in the Avengers The Initiative. The Dino seems to have forgotten that issue, because he takes a big ol' chomp which takes in all of Reptile and part of Metal's arm. Luckily, Giant Man is there to do a few things all at once, including assuring everyone that Reptile's adapted quick emergency changes, so he is not Dino Chow. He also pulls open the dinosaur's jaws and shrinks him down to a more manageable size. Do not harm and respect the environment. This is the way. Leave only footprints and take only pictures. Also, try to take back as many kids from this field trip as possible. Pretty hard to do that if you have a concussion. Kazak! Nico has cast Punish on Hank, and we should all be glad that her staff of one interprets that as a dope slap to the back of the head, and not something involving leather bondage gear. Awkward, Daddy. Awkward. This is a preemptive strike against the Avengers who they know want to bring Molly and Clara into their protective custody. This is not something that makes the Runaways happy, so let me check my watch. Yeah, it's a fight of 30, which means that this is a happy hour for punching. Everybody just fights everybody. It's glorious and ridiculous. Let's not forget that the only spectators are Moonboy and Devil Dinosaur, who are just confused. 
As the fight occurs, the runaways state their argument. You all just do not understand us. And before the fight can really amp up, the Avengers Academy students back down. They quickly realize that they all came from some type of broken home. Sans Julie. Well, of course not, Julie. Her parents and siblings are awesome. Still, Humberto suggests Nico use her magic rod. Snicker. Rick, you and Chase and Metal, cut from the same cloth, I tell ya. Humberto suggests that she finds a spell to make everyone see eye to eye on this issue. Well, there is a spell that she can do, but there will be some side effects. First, it works both ways. And while it will let them walk a mile in each other's shoes, it will not show their thoughts and secrets to each other. Second, it will cause flashbacks of specific character-changing moments. Third, it contains nuts, which will activate anyone's allergies. You are weird. Still... There is a general agreement, but Hank wants them all to perform this Vulcan mind meld back on Earth and not in the land of dinos. So he scoots everyone back to the rift and grows Devil Dinosaur back to dino size. Brief interlude, Moon Boy and his buddy check in with the Hag of the Pits, the sorceress who created Reptile's Crystal so that they would have a savior in the future and the one that just healed the tainted lizard Old Lace. Currently, she is watching over a celestial that is just standing there. Huh. Well... You know what? That's not important for now, because it is back to the West Coast where things make sense. Right. Being from the West Coast, I can say that is not true. But now that we are all back in the HQ, we are ready to have a little magic time. And when Nico speaks the word understand, we get the clip show to end all clip shows. We have scenes of trauma layered with clips of family as each character gets to see some defining moment of another. White Tiger witnesses Victor's dad, Ultron, murder-frying Victor's mom, and Tiger watches the 12-year-old Clara being abused by her middle-aged husband. Metal gets Chase watching Gert die, and Hank sees Molly hanging with the runaways. Humberto watches a young White Tiger discover her family slain, and Clara watches Stryker getting abused by his manager. Like she does not have enough trauma. <laughs> Stupid wizard staff. Nico sees Greer holding her murdered husband, screaming, No! And Chase watches Umberto being turned down by Finesse. Okay? Carolina watches the conversation between Stryker and Lightspeed, while Julie sees Carolina talking about how lonely she has been since Zavin left. Huh. Finally, Molly sees Hank and Tiger helping the Academy students, and Hazmat watches Nico forming their runaways. Woof. That is a lot. I mean, they did not even get to Firestar losing her horse Butterrum or Aunt May almost dying in the hospital that one time. Yeah, one time. Anyway, let the healing process begin. First up, the ongoing meet-cute between Julia and Carolina continues as they just fawn over each other. Those two crazy single attractive attracted kids. Tiger and Clara reconcile the horrible past each other has faced, and Hank has to admit that Molly is genuinely happy. And Molly tells Hank that he's doing a good job. Hey, dads need validation too. The end of this crazy math equation is that there is understanding, but Hank and Tiger are still worried about the facts. The kids are minors, and while this is all well and good, there are considerations, like education, development, and sentient alien plants that will probably invade. And Nico reminds them that she still knows some words that will make her staff remove the giant stick out of there. Hey, okay, 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 compromise! How about a specially built educational robot that can help all of the runways with some of their education? Acceptable. As long as it looks like the robot from Rocky IV. <laughs> sure, why not? And as long as Victor gets to make sure that it is not bugged. Fine. Also, Hank would like them to check in regularly with them. If for no other reason, heroes should check in on heroes. And this is a safe place. Dude, they just got invaded by a dire wraith slash human hybrid named Hybrid. Well, we grave on a current at this institution. 
And additionally, Hank offers Victor, and all of them, an open invitation to the Academy whenever they want. Oh, that sounds like an invitation for a house party! <laughs> can you imagine a joint Avengers Academy runaway's kegger? Well, now I can. Victor thanks Dr. Pym for the offer, but <laughs> nah, man, he all good. Hank tells Victor not to call him Dr. Pym. Okay, Grandpa. Dr. Pym is fine. As the two groups say goodbye, there are abounding good feelings for all. Even more amazing, there is an apology from Chase. Hank should really go out and buy that lotto ticket right now. Also, Julie and Carolina make date plans. Swoon! The Runaways are feeling very good about this deal. It is one of the better outcomes they have had, and Hank and Tiger are seeing this as a win. Tiger thinks that Hank is really becoming a good parent. That's not a bad thing. Thanks, furry Martha Stewart. Okay, let's get in to talk about the themes of this issue. Let's talk about the cover credits. We have another one of these covers done by David LaFuente and Christiana Strain. And it's kind of the same things I liked and also didn't like about the last one. (laughs) We are still going on with an ongoing fight between the Avengers Academy and the Runaways. It's in this hyper anime type style. And it is very, very awesome. And I really like it. And also I'm like, I, I don't know if I like this as a cover. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, the, the fights that they've had in this have been very much of the fight, fight, okay, no? And that's, yeah. Which is fine. It's absolutely fine. And, and, and I don't even mind having something like this on the cover. Like I said, I like this cover. I just don't know if I like it as this cover. I get that. It is it, it is a great cover. What I think could have worked a lot better on this is, you know, the, the two panels where it showed them all mind synced? Yeah. Something like that where, like, they could have had, you know, the, the colored eyes with, like, energy coming up from them and they were all standing home, almost kind of, like, trance-like with a black background, I think would have worked really good as a cover. I don't know. I, I, I almost don't know if this needed something that told you was on the inside. I think this is good. I think it works. It's just, it's also one of those things that if I saw these two pictures together as one poster with the mm-hmm. artist there signing it yeah i'd buy it mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> i conflicted here uh, to go into more detail what we're seeing here we got chase in the far background and he's got his fistigons up in the air and he's like ah and we got old lace and reptile reptile and dino form and they're like about to go at it nico is standing dead center with her arms up kind of rocky pose with a Staff of one held above her head, looking very intent. And yeah, a goth leader costume, I guess is what we call it. And Hazmat's just glaring at her, coming towards her, looking about as stern. <laughs> <laughs> looking hazmatty. So yeah, it's good. It's I like it, but just, you know, I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Good cover, just not for this issue, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, let's start in the Dino Land. We got we got some interactions with Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. Yep. Again, kind of going off of what we talked about last time, I like the characters. I like that they're just kind of stand-ins for any type of, hey, we're in Jurassic Land, so we're going to have them here. Great. Cool. (laughs) Have a dinosaur and a monkey, and they don't need to know where they're at, and we don't need to know where they are. They just are. 
this is the landing spot for them. It's where the Hag of the Pit is. And yes, I had to look up that character's name, and then I had to look up her backstory, and I was like, fascinating, great name, interesting. I saw I saw you put that in the script, and I'm like, still don't know who that is. Not going to look <laughs> this one up. Yeah, she's got a little bit of, I pretty much said what her little story is there. She's, <laughs> she's there. There's a Celestial that's there, too. Here are some plot elements for anything you want to do within the future. Mm-hmm. Use it as you will. Yep, she created Reptile fossil amulet and she just kind of summoned him there kind of tricked them into coming there so that way she could just check on their future champion who's going to probably protect them from the celestials that might be coming to judge them and she thinks he's doing a good job and that's why she fixed old place here's my thing about reptile he seems to be kind of the wing nut holding a lot of things together everything yeah and I don't find him that fascinating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. He is a nexus point. He is yes. a f- he is a flashpoint, the nexus point. He is a yeah, seems to be some sort of plot constant is what they keep on doing. I was even I looked him up the other day too. You know, like, okay, can you tell me a little bit more about his fossil? And they just said, Yeah, he's got a fossil. Uh he's got an amulet in his chest. I'm like, thank you. And they're like, he is one of the one of the more powerful beings in the Marvel universe because of what he can do. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Sure. And then there was, who's who's stronger, Reptile or Beast Boy? And I'm like, oh, Beast Boy. And I was right. For such a, a linchpin character, it seems like they're really trying to push him. And yeah. I'm not sure if he really ever super launched, so to speak. I don't know about him being the most powerful. I think he's got versatile powers. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, you can. how versatile are you going to be? You can be, well, you can get flight, and you can get claws, and you can get teeth, and you can get a smacky tail, and you can get some armor. I mean, it's a great power set. However, you're still limited by the physical limitations of a dinosaur, which, again, mm. are amazing. But you're still just, you're an animal, basically. And Well, it, I read something that that. somewhere, or I heard something somewhere, where they were saying that one of the more powerful X-Men characters is actually, just because of her power level, or her, what her power is, Kitty Pride. Okay. And it's one that you don't think about, because it's a very passive power. And yet, it has so many implications. It has so many things it can do. Phasing is super awesome. Yeah, and, and there doesn't seem to be a limit or how often she can use it. In fact, she spent a majority of her time, her character, where she had to focus to be solid and she was constantly phasing. So focus to be solid and then she can make anything around her phase. Yeah, because she had to focus so hard to make a giant uh, planet bullet. Yeah. Uh, phase through Earth and then yeah. spent her time just taking this impossible to phase object and keeping it phased. Yeah, and that's what made so, it so that she like couldn't unphase for a while. So yeah. So you can think about that and think about reptile and it's like, yeah, he has more or less of passive power. He can have strength that is up there in some of the higher class echelon of, of characters. He can fly, he can go small, he can go big, he can body mass size. There's a lot of versatility with his, his power. That being said, I'm still thinking he may not be the most powerful that's out there. But Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a neat character. I like him. Everything about him is pretty cool. Done. L- let's talk about the real crux of this issue, and that is... What is it like to see the other neighbor's grass? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I kind of put it. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. This is very much the walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Uh, grass is always greener. All that good jazz. Yeah. Um, this is more or less what the runaways have been trying to get other people to realize with them for a long period of time. Yeah. Look, we're fine. Is our situation perfect? No. But we also know what it's like to be 
used, be controlled, and we're not going to do it. And we've been more successful on our own than what our parents were setting us up to fail as. We don't trust adults. We don't trust other groups. So we are here asking for a favor. Are you going to burn us? Mm -hmm. Sounds like you are. Can we make you see it, it our way? And this is also one of the times when they actually probably have a group of kids who are more on their side. Oh, yeah. This got a little bit with the loners, too. The loners were close to this, but not quite. The loners had their own problems. <laughs> so yeah, running yeah. into the runaways, it's like, this is problems upon problems. The Avengers Academy kids, they've had problems, but they're getting better. Yeah. And they've got a good support system here. And that's what they're trying to say. I was like, this is a good support system, but is this a good fit for them? You know, yes, this is working for us, but can't this also work for them, too? Mm-hmm. And it could. And what was neat about this is that they do show an individual watching something happen to other the other people. But my understanding of it should be that everybody was getting everybody's information. But they did show kind of like the characters observing something happening to, some, to the other kids. It made the most sense where it's just like White Tiger is seeing Victor's mom get killed by Ultron. Her parents were killed. Okay, cool. You know, that works. Tigra seeing Clara being abused by her middle-aged husband. Everybody's learning something. It's like Giant Man seeing, you know, the runaways, how they're interacting and how they're actually a really big, how they're a, a found family. And it, it just worked really good for that. It was just neat. It also, Victor Mancha seeing White Tiger as a kid discovering her parents killed. His mom, he idolized her brother, the White Tiger, and to see kind of her origin story and go, oh, my mom was killed too. So it's really neat just to see how they picked characters that would be able to, they're all going to see it, they're all going to know it, but how they picked ones that would like actually be able to go, oh, that makes sense. That, oh, I, that ties in. I understand that. Oh, this person is actually a good person. Or, oh, this person had this trauma. I had that trauma. So it showed the tie-in really well. It was really great. I think that this could be a very forced issue. I think this could be a very forced comic with what they're trying to pull. That being said, I think that it was well done well mm -hmm. played and the it wasn't as cheesy as it could have been it was drawing the line pretty mm -hmm. close but oh, it could have yeah. been very very cheesy and I think that Gage has done a good job of showing that he can take these kinds of situations these kind of teen angsty storylines and still manage to make them realistic or make them believable in a sense and in a way of having instead of everybody's on each other's side now it, of the sense of like we still have trust issues we still feel the way that we feel but we understand mm -hmm. your side of things now in a much better way yeah we we still we still think that these kids need education but mm -hmm. we know that you're all taking care of each other we get that we still want to offer the availability to be here and to come to us though yeah. So. And make sure that they understand this is safe. This is good. Yeah. And we are not here trying to hurt you or to, to break up what you've got. I really like Molly seeing Hank watching the the Academy kids training and how Tiger's like, you know, you're seem, you know, you're taking in all these kids and you're trying. And he's like, hey, look, we failed them when they were being hurt and we couldn't do anything about it. And we got to we got to watch out for people. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's seeing it's like. Yeah, you sure you're good. Sure you are. Well, shoot, you actually are. Okay, maybe yeah. there is trust that can be had here. Maybe you're not going to take advantage of me, which is pretty great. It does make me think back to, and this might be not a perfect comparison, but it makes me think back to the early runs of New Mutants that Chris Claremont did, mm -hmm. because I think it was also the found family, and we are in a bad situation. We don't trust each other. We don't trust anything, and 
they're in a school now and they start to rely on each other and they start to rely on and trust some of the adults that are there too. It's got that good feeling. It's that the good teen comic book that we've been looking for. And then I think a lot of people have told us they enjoy this book for a lot of these reasons that, yeah. that the building up the characters, the juggling of a lot of characters at once is also hard too, but they seem to do it fairly well. They're doing really well at that. I'm very impressed by their uh, ensemble cast that they have. Yeah. This is, of course, the best outcome for the Runaways. They got mm-hmm. Old Lace back. They got some nifty trinkets. They got some the, the swag bag going away gift from <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> I'm sure that they stole the a whole bunch of the box of the Avengers mints. You can only get those at <laughs> Avengers headquarters, West or East coast. So yeah. steal them when you can kids, steal them when you can. Yeah. Got their commemorative shirts. Yeah. 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 They swung through, got, you know, some vouchers for the gift shop. It's always good to have. Always good. <laughs> and, they got a little bit of respect and they hopefully have somebody that they can go back to. I don't know how much interactions. Well, I I know there's not too much interactions with this. They have some interactions in the future with a few other series that come up, but it's not the same creative team. It's not the same Mm -hmm. usage of these characters. I would have liked to seen more interactions with the runaways. I thought that, I think that would have been kind of cool. Just them crossing paths a bit more, which could have been neat or even just little things where just like metal and chaser hanging out, you know, just something like stupid in the background of like the two of them playing video games together or something. Yeah. Random scene Avengers. And then there's chase. Yeah. (laughs) It's like eating pizza. You know, fist bumping metal, and like that's all you see of him giving Hank the stink eye. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a great yeah. Chase's way of saying thank you for what Hank's done is going. You know, of all the Avengers, you're the least lame. <laughs> that, that's like calling him a god in Chase language. You know? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I did like Hank's response on that too, which was high praise. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. All right, everybody's been waiting for us to talk about this. This is the important thing. There's only one thing that's really important in this book. Old Lace is back with the Runaways. No, I'm not talking about that. (laughs) Dinosaurs, baby. All right. Julie and Carolina. We got a date. They have a date. I know. I love Julie. She's all, she's all, there's no pressure, no anything. We're just going to, we're we're just having lunch. We're just going to get together and have lunch. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a date. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can call it a date. Yeah, it's a date. It's a date. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just really like the way that sounds. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. This is the start of this relationship and this relationship will go for a few years quite a few years Mm -hmm. so we get to see it here ground floor julie is now dating carolina dean she's got a girlfriend and they're just two california blondes (laughs) (laughs) again there i've only had post breakup julie knowledge so Mm -hmm. this entire run of them together is brand new to me i knew it existed but i had no other knowledge about that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this uh, relationship grows and develops and then why it falls apart. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spoilers. I think people know that. No. Yeah. So. People that know that. No, those that don't welcome anything else you really want to touch on. I mean, I guess we could ask what was your favorite clip show? What, which episode of <laughs> choose your own sitcom here? Yeah. Did you really like to go back to previously on my brain? Oh, boy, which one did I really like? I do think I really like Molly seeing Hank and Tiger watching Reptile and Metal train together. Molly's smiling and she's, and Hank's all, those kids went through unimaginable pain because we weren't in a position to help them. I'm never going to let that happen again. I really like that. I thought that was pretty cool. I think I might actually go with the opposite of that, and that's Hank seeing Molly and the rest of the runaways 
chilling together and, and playing. Hanging out, playing hoops. Yep. It says a lot there because it's it's not one instance. It's kind of like, this is the family. This is the fun. This mm-hmm. is what we do together. It's not all danger. Just like you being Avenger is not all danger either. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite there, too. Yeah. The one I that really works. don't like is <laughs> Reptile and Finesse and Chase getting to see them not date. Yeah. And his his thought has to be, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get to see this? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I do think that that was interesting because that was a clip show of something that we hadn't seen where... Yeah. We know what the future is, and then they came back and stuff, but we hadn't had them directly address the fact that Reptile's like, we should be together, and they're like, no. And to be fair, the reason why Chase saw that was because he dated Gert, Gert. and Gert died. And so this was mm-hmm. a bit of like, he had been dating one of his teammates, and he knows what it's like to lose or mm-hmm. to not have that relationship, because he didn't really have the relationship now either, so yeah. There's a reason for it. It's just, I like to make fun of Chase. Anyways. there's great reasons too. Chase is very make funnable. Let's talk about final thoughts. Let's get into our gallery of greatness and talk about those pieces of art that need to be printed up and put onto our Brompa Room walls, because that's where we're at now. My (laughs) backup joke one is, of course, right at the beginning, and it is the big old chomp with Devil Dino eating Metal's hand. (laughs) I thought that might happen. Yeah. His Metal's look face is like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great thing. Yeah. Reptile like, oh, this is Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. They're great. They love me. We're friends. I saved them from this thing. Oh, they're just the best. And then you get chomp. (laughs) Chomp. Reptile gets fully eaten and Metal's heart gets stuck in some teeth. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Crack me up. All right. What do you got as your backup joke one? My backup joke one is on page nine of Marvel Unlimited. And I call it, who's a good dinosaur? (laughs) And this is uh, after... A giant man has shrunk Devil Dinosaur down, and Hank's still big, and Devil Dinosaur's smaller, and Hank's just, like, petting Devil Dinosaur's head like it's a cat or a doggy. And it's just like, who's a good dinosaur? You are. I will bite your eyes out. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you little Mr. Fluffy Dinosaur. You're gonna <laughs> use your spleen to floss my teeth. Oh, I'll get you a big ball of yarn. Yeah, it just, it just cracked me up. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our top joke ones. And I am going to go and dive into memory land. Mm. (laughs) And I'm going to take the first one. It's White Tiger watching Victor's mom get fried by Ultron. Bear with me. The way this looks, Victor's crying and he's yelling out, Mom! To Ultron. So really, it looks like he's saying, Mom, why are you frying that human? Yeah, why are you setting fire to everything, Mommy? No, Mommy, no. Mom, don't kill. So I just the way it's drawn, I looked at it twice. I was like, oh, that's right. He's, he's saying, Mommy, telling you know, Ultron to stop. But he's looking at Ultron. So it's like, Mom, don't burn. Yeah. As we covered in the classic tale, Runaways, issue number five. It made me laugh because I'm a horrible person. What's yours? My top joke one is the title page splash page. Okay, that's my favorite one, but I think you are going to bring it up for the reason that I have in parentheses on my top one. I called it the top best art. It is Dino Land Fight. But in parentheses, I have Jeff. I call it Exasperation Dad. I called it Molly Lifting Giant Man. (laughs) There's the big fight going on and everybody's doing stuff. But if you zoom in, if you look real close on uh, Hank's face getting picked up by Molly, 
He's just got the most look on his face. Like, this is uh, this is the dumbest thing in the world. So it, it cracked me up just for that. He's this giant man and grabbing him by his big old giant tushy is yep. Molly. She's yep. just lifting him up in the air. Yeah, tiny <laughs> little Molly. It's great. You, you got that going on. You got Clara, who has summoned up a bunch of vines that has entangled up Finesse and White Tiger. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hazmat and Victor. They're facing off down below. Chase is a uh, gauntlet blasting metal with flame frying his shirt. Nico has cast a spell, which is controlling Striker. So Striker is electro blasting Tigra. Old Lace is facing off against a Stegosaurus reptile. And then you've got you got Carolina and Julie Superman posing going straight at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yet again, their meat cute is that they're about to throw fists. Yeah. So, yeah. They're about to touch pinkies is what they're going to do. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, my backup good art is the next page. And speaking of those two girls, it is where they are flying up. It's actually down the bottom panel. They're flying up above the canopy of the Dinoland, and they're just talking to each other. But the way they're coming up, they're kind of coming up in kind of a Y away mm-hmm. from each other. So they both have their little trails behind them. And I don't know. I just like that picture. I thought it was kind of cute. It's neat. It's good. I like it. Yep. What's your backup good art? My backup good art is on page four. And I call it, what's happening? (laughs) And this is when Hank is shrinking Devil Dinosaur down. And Moon Boy has jumped off of Devil Dinosaur like, what's happening to my dinosaur? And Devil Dinosaur has a look on his face of... What? What? Why? <laughs> and it just cracks me up. I just thought it was great. It just, especially with how nonchalant Hank is about this entire situation. <laughs> I love it. I just think it's great. Yeah. What was your good art? Top good art. Top good art is the panel before on the same page. And I call it, <laughs> watch me pull a reptile out of my hat. Hank is pride open the jaws of devil dinosaur. So that way reptile and metal can get out and Hank has just started the shrink down of Devil Dinosaur and it just, I love it. It's just so neat. And again, I love how nonchalant Hank looks about the whole situation. Reptile gets swallowed. He's like, yeah, I was afraid of that. Yeah, Devil Dinosaur. Remember, they don't know you yet, probably. Okay, I'm just making sure here, but I'm pretty sure that every single one of your choices has Hank Pym and Devil Dinosaur. Basically, yes. Yep. More or less. The only one that I don't is the splash page. Devil splash. Dinosaur and Moon Boy are not because there, they are there, observing. There are dinosaurs on that page, so I'll give it a yes. wash. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's in the details and there yeah. are dinosaurs. <laughs> funny man, funny man. Rubber and glue moment. What was the best or most childish insult? Uh, my backup one is Moon Boy saying, if they are gods, my friend, then the gods have gone mad. It is a good one. It is a good one. That was, it was on my short list. That was one of the ones I was picking and then I, then I moved off of it. But it's a good one. What do you have for your backup one? Uh, on page 17, it is Hank and Nico talking and Hank's going, studies have shown that in the adolescent <laughs> brain, the judgment, insight, and reasoning powers of the frontal cortex aren't fully developed. And Nico's response is, any sentence that starts with studies have shown is going to get you turned into a toad. Yep. <laughs> She's speaking fact. Yeah, there is a lot of good rubber and glue in this. It is almost every line is is a tort retort. It's great. Uh, I think we might have the same one because I think you tipped your hat on it before. But far as Avengers go, you are the least lame. <laughs> no, it, I didn't pick that one, but it is great. Again, there is a ton of great ones in this. 
there's a ton. And that is a great choice. Mine was actually on page 910, and it's after Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy re-enlarged and walking away into the wilderness. Uh, Hank's all, I wonder what Moon Boy will make of us. Probably think we're gods. So Moon Boy (laughs) going and talking to the Hag of the Pit, they were not gods, just strange folk with bad cases of mange. You were right, sorceress. (laughs) (laughs) They are gods, my friend. The gods have gone mad. Nope. They just got mange. (laughs) All right. I'm pretty sure you're going to choose the same parent of the year award for me because he's kind of got this category locked in a lot of these Hank. issues it's hank, hank. hank. and it's Hanky, good hank, hank, hank. yeah he's he's, he's learning he's learning yeah, he he's is. doing good he's... he got the validation from chase he got the validation from his own students he got the validation from molly even molly who was it was great because molly's like hank's talking to her going you're genuinely happy aren't you and she's yeah. like yeah i am and here's a secret your students are happy too, and it's mostly because of you. And it's like, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's great. Yeah. And Reed Richards is calling him saying, So how can you be a scientist and a good father? I'm confused. Yeah, it is I don't I'm I cannot grasp it. It is amazing <laughs> to me. Here was the one disappointing thing that I had with this. I was expecting there to be the moment where Nico confronts them and ah, you guys were gonna steal our kids away and everything, and I was waiting for the shooter drop of Hank going, Yeah, we did discuss that, but we're not going to. And that never happened. So I was disappointed that way. Otherwise, boom, Hank. Shoein' good yeah. parent. Awesome guy. Popular and shunned. Who was the best? Who was the worst this issue? Let's talk it out. Who do you have? This is going to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But I think it'll be interesting. Who do you have the worst? I'm going to say Nico. Really? Interesting. There's choices all around. I'm going with Nico because she constantly, she was always on the attack, never really on the understanding. She was a little bit after they did the, you know, the understand spell, but there was constantly on the attack. And because even when it's just like when Tigra, who who had said, she's like, I don't think I'm going to see anything that's going to change my mind. And afterwards, she's, they see the stuff and she's like, not in a confrontational kind of angry way is the way that I was reading it. She's just like, I still have concerns about the kids because, you know, and you guys aren't even out of high school yet. And she's like, oh, here it comes. If you want us to fight our way out, we're going to fight. So Nico was constantly kind of on the attack. And I didn't. I tend to give her a little bit of leeway on that because she's the team leader. She Mm -hmm. is the team leader. And so she is she's always worried. She is constantly worried that she is going to make a wrong choice or something's going to happen to them. And she didn't really want to do the spell to begin with. She'd rather have Mm -hmm. just fought her way out. She's like, we could try the understanding, but I don't know. She has to always be wary. So. Mm -hmm. She's always cautious, wary. I kind of like that about her. She mm-hmm. doesn't always just give in. But I can see where you're going coming from there. I can see. I had a hard time finding real bad in anybody for the most part. I, could. I bet I know who you're going to pick, but I'm not going to say. But yeah, oh, no. it was just Ooh. like everybody. I'm going to guess Tigra. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Metal. Metal. Wow. He caused Devil Dinosaur so much grief. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's yeah. think about oh, it. The yeah. guy's I... got metal arm. He's got a metal got arm. It. That's going to hurt it. the poor dino's teeth Got and then it. I because of yep. what he did i mean he's like hey we're your dinosaur dinosaur bite and then hank had to pull open the jaws to free metal mm-hmm. right? metal what were you thinking what yeah, were you exactly. thinking don't listen yeah. to reptile he's a bad influence bad mm-hmm. metal bad metal oh man yeah i think i see where you're at mm. with that excellent choice yeah it's like the dinosaur says you know yeah yeah, no, Devil Dinos was following his nature and uh yeah. metal metal should know when you're around unfamiliar animals to 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 take it a little bit easier. Who Even is if the your... owner says my dog never bites. <laughs> Fool me once. All right. <laughs> Who is your best? I am going to say Julie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Would you like to know why? Because you got a date? Because Carolina says that she is awesome. Good call. 
Good call. Done. Carolina says, you are so awesome. All right, Carolina says it. You've made my choice easy. Thank you, Carolina, for making me pick Julie. <laughs> Hazmat. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> she didn't sterilize or toxin anybody. I don't even know if she said a word in this. She no, she did. she, she did. She did. Yeah. She was the one who called time out to really listen to the runaways. Carolina and Julie were flying and not fighting, but getting yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. It's just like, she's like, I didn't know this had happened. You know, Julie's all, yeah. I didn't know this happened. And Carolina's like, why are you standing up for them yeah. then? And But it was, it was hazmat that, that's, that's like, well, hang on. We all come from very bad backgrounds. Let's talk for a second, which is so unlike her, but at the yeah. same time, bravo for her from recognizing yeah, game recognized game. It's like she already knows that there's more that they're in common there. So it still, I think, is in her character. Mm-hmm. I think it is in her character because she she's intelligent and she knows and she's like, there but for the grace of God go I. Here's a bunch of people who are like us in many ways. Let's talk for a second. Let's figure something out. So I liked her. I liked her in this. I thought that she was good. There was a great thing too, yeah, where she's uh, talking to Finesse and she's going, well, you know, looking at the, you know, looking at their backgrounds and stuff. Finesse, would you be better in the care of your parents? And she's like, my car- my parents were criminals. No, of course not. Don't be dumb. <laughs> All right. Interesting choices all around from us. Now, let's go ahead and figure out where this book fits in our ever-growing list of comics. Top, Fantastic Four, Month of Mourning, spot number 10. Another Fantastic Four book, 585, The Kings of Atlantis, spot number 20. FF number 11, Intelligence. None around here. All right, spot number 30. Fantastic Four, 604, Forever, Part 5. A lot of fours, one five. Spot number 40. We've got X-23, Volume 2, Number 15, Chaos Theory, Part 3. That's where the monster rips off the bodysuit and pushes Laura out the building. And spot number 50, FF number 13, The Bridge. Bottom of the list, Loners Number 3. Hmm. <laughs> I like this one. This is a good one. So you can drop off the bottom parts of this list. I'm kind of vibing around 18. Yeah. With Kids Defeat Ultron. Kind of feeling around that area. Above that is where Julie becomes an actress. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I might like Julie becoming an actress for a hot second a bit more than this. This had some good stuff in it. All right. I think I'm good with that spot. I think spot number 18 is good. That that would work well for me. We'll take so it. I could drop it. Yep. Okay. I will, I'm not going to fight myself down a point. So, yep. All right. That's easy. Let's drop it. Replace 18 with that. Dropping the kids defeating Ultron down to 19. All right. So, it is the new 18. And in some countries, like Canada, 18 is a legal drinking age. And, hey, we've got a beer that we're drinking. So, why don't we talk about the final thoughts of beer? What do we think about this beer that we're drinking, Rick? We're drinking California Blonde no California Honey Blonde Ale from Pizza Port Brewing. Folks, it's taken 154 episodes, but I think Jeff finally learned how to transition. Never. I'll take it all back. <laughs> I don't have much else to say on this one besides what we said before. <laughs> I want to be on a beach. I want to be watching a sunset. Warm day. Take your activity that you do. Flying a kite. Throwing a frisbee. Surfing. Bodyboarding. Whatever floats your boat you're mm-hmm. now you're sitting there just kind of waiting for things to cool down you got this beer in your hand you're smelling the salt you're feeling the sand yeah it, it's nice 
it's a beer that's feeling like it hydrates you. It is a very, it's a very watered beer, but that's not an insult. That can be an insult to other beers that we've had, but this is just, it's very mild. It's very pleasant. It's super easy. This is a relaxing beer. There's yeah. no challenge. There's no harshness. It is just there to be mellow and to ride your vibe. It's, it's nice. I really like it. I'm trying to, I'm deciding between a three, five and a four. Think about this, though. This is from Pizza Port Brewing. Mm -hmm. Having a slice of pizza in your hand with this. Oh, that would definitely put it to mm. a four. Let's, I'm going to four this. This is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Just, It's just not challenging. It is just very pleasant. It is not giving me notes of and complexities. This is just, this is your simple friend that you do a podcast with, and then he edits for you. It's great. It's just, this is, this is a rick of a beer. What the hell are you <laughs> saying about me, man? What are you saying about me? <laughs> I'm saying what you just said about me. You're number one. I don't need this kind of abuse. Yeah, you know who does need this kind of abuse? Not your daughter. So why don't you talk to her about the abuse that she's not going to get in kids' perspective? Because that's where Rick's going to talk to his 13-year-old daughter about the issue that we just covered. Hello, Carrie. Hello, Daddy. We are talking about another Avengers Academy book. Are you excited? Yeah. Part two with the Runaways, correct? Yep. How do you like how this ended? How do you like how the resolution occurred between the Avengers trying to get the Runaways to stay and the Runaways explaining that they can't be broken up? I kind of liked how it ended because they didn't fight. <laughs> what did they do instead? Instead, Nico casted a spell on them to make them understand and see what it was like being them in some moments of their life. And she also showed her team what the Avengers have gone through, right? Yeah. So all in all, pretty good? Yeah. I mean, they all understood. And then in the end, Julie and Carolina had w decided that they were going to go on a date, which was really nice. And then, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you like that Julie got a girlfriend, huh? Yeah. It's pretty cool that they're together. Yeah. I mean, their powers are kind of similar and yeah. sort of rainbowy thingies <laughs> flying. Stuff like that. Okay. Was there any other cool parts that you liked about the book? I think we know what your favorite part about the book was, but was there <laughs> any other good parts that you liked? I mostly just like how they just, how they solved it, the problem. Okay, good. Like, you don't stop a problem by creating more problems, so... Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. That sounds really good. Overall, you liked this story. You liked this book. Did you like this two-parter with the Runaways? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun? That's yeah. it? Just fun? <laughs> yeah. It's fun seeing the two teams kind of how well they get along, but also how similar they can be at some points. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that very much. All right. If that's all you have about the book, I think that's all we need to talk about then. Make it pretty easy for us. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for your time then, Carrie. You're welcome. I love you. Love you too. Ah, to walk a mile in another person's shoes. Might pinch your toes. You might find some shoes you really like. Shout out time. We want to thank those lovely listeners that take some time to write in, leave us a review, or do whatever they do on any social media platform that they find us on. And that includes Hoover Jeremiah. Jeremy Daw, who says... Fun episode breaking down the wall of monologues that is the Avengers Academy issue number 26. Jeremy Wiggins. Tim Price the Podcrasher and their podcast, The Outcasters. And we like to thank those lovely people that give us a dime to do what we do. And that includes the adorably astonishing and amazing Andrew Burns. Cheerfully cheeky and charming Char Logan. 
challenging, cheesy, and chuckling Charles Gears. Destructive and devastatingly delightful Damian Witter. Dynamically dangerous and devious Doug Jones. Intelligent, interesting, and innovative Isaac Perry. Justing, joking, and jovial Jeff Bollier. Just jealous and jeweled Jeremy Daw. Muscly, mighty, and meticulous Matthew Birdsey. Mythical and magnificent monologuing Matthew Laserwitz. Steely, salty, and steamy Sailor Bear Zodar. Sad and sickeningly silly Shag Matthews. Tyrannically terrifying and tame Tim Price. Way, way wordy and wobbly waffles. Weird and wonderfully wacky wind. The next issue, we're going to be covering Avengers Academy number 29, Protective Services, part one. Be sure and check out the other places we're at, which is right now, my room and Jeff's room. But don't come there. That's creepy. Sometimes they do another show called Monthly Monday Movie Muckabout, but not right now. But right now, we do have some merchandise available on Redbubble. Go to redbubble.com and search for Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Jeff and Rick present is a bi-weekly self-produced podcast recording for the live studio audience of one branded duster for your keyboard in Portland, Oregon. If you'd like to interact with us through the magic of the internet, you can do so through Blue Sky at Jeff and Rick Present, our Facebook page, Jeff and Rick Present, our email address, Jeff and Rick Present, all one word, at gmail.com, or at our website, Jeff and Rick Present.wordpress.com. Also, we got a YouTube channel at Jeff and Rick Present. And if you'd like to help support our show, we are on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com, Jeff and Rick Present, all one word. We are also a proud supporter of the Hero Initiative, and we'll be donating 10% of our Patreon donations to this great cause. We encourage everyone to give what they can to this worthwhile organization that helps the creators who provide us with such great content. Go to HeroInitiative.org to find out more. Please rate and review us wherever you can. Tell your friends about us or share your love for us on social media. And as always, we want to thank the powerful people in our packs. My wife Cindy and our daughter Carrie. My fiance Hillary and our daughter Aurora. We, we love, love you. you. Until next time, costumes, costumes off. Our theme music is 80s action by Kevin McLeod. Also featured in this episode is the big show opener, Zeus, by Sasha Ende. All music is found at competech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Sometimes I do another show called Monthly Monthly Movie Muck About. Kazak!